1: Guess who's back, 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 back again,
0: again, again. Mysterious-ish, ish, 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 (laughs) is back again, again, again. (laughs) That was perfect. That was perfect.
1: Beautiful. Wow! That was was not
0: scripted, everybody. Mm. No,
1: it wasn't. It wasn't. (laughs) That was amazing. It feels good to be back. Yeah, yeah. My little room with my little microphone right in front of my face, you know? Hell yeah. It literally doesn't even
0: feel like that long.
1: No, it doesn't. And, you know, when we when we said at the beginning of this break, oh, we're going to do all of our research.
0: <laughs> I did four. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm so proud of you. Um, uh, yeah. I think, let's see. Let's look at my notes just, like, right quick. I have. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Well, I have one almost done all right so i did almost finish one and then and then i started another one and i have like a paragraph on that one and then and then i started another one erica and then i think i'm almost done with that one but i'm not sure it's great okay so
1: you almost have three done that's that's good (laughs) that's better listen that's better than previous seasons where we have done no preparation (laughs) that's very true we are getting better We're getting better. It's okay. It's fine. Also, like the planets are all in retrograde right now, and (laughs) they can all pretty much get fucked. Cause I hate it.
0: I hate Uh, it majorly. Oh yeah, big time, big time. Anyways, it is spooky season. I love spooky season. Spook
1: spook 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 spooky. Spook 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 spook. Uh, I put on our, like, whiteboard calendar thingy, I put, uh, instead of September, I put spooky season part one, but I I spelled season SZN, and Dylan goes, yesterday, just fucking yesterday, it's been up for, like, a week, just yesterday, he goes, does the whiteboard really say spooky season part one, and I said, yeah, it fucking does, next (laughs) month, it will literally just say in all caps, spook, spook, and he goes, you spelled season wrong, I said, I did it on purpose. I know. Freaking frack. You don't know. Yeah. No, he don't. He doesn't
0: understand my hype. I've already got my decorations up. I love that for (laughs) you. I was looking at decor. I went to, I didn't have to be at work until 10 today. And Uh I went to Dollar General before and I was looking at all the spooky stuff. And I sadly didn't get anything, but Uh. uh, it was, I almost, because it was either get nothing or literally spend the rest of my money there. (laughs) <laughs> you
1: should check out dollar tree like honestly dollar tree has it fucking oh, yeah. going on dollar this tree year makes, i got
0: it has some pretty good shit
1: Anyway, speaking of um halloween and spooky and we're talking about um ghosts this season Oops. uh big old spook spook uh paranormal shit we'll do like hotel like hauntings in buildings like hotels and like houses and um I've got a possession or two on my list, uh, which I'm really fucking excited about. And we have a super special Halloween uh, episode for you guys this year. Uh, We didn't get to do one last year because life existed and, you know, everything's fine. Anyways, (laughs) but this year you're getting a super special Halloween episode and I am fucking excited for it. I'm excited. So let's go ahead and jump into episode one. We're only five minutes into the recording, so I'm not going to apologize for it. <laughs> um. So today we are going to talk about a place that I have actually been to and I have had a fucking experience there. <laughs> I will tell you all my story in a bit, but first we need to learn uh, about the history and hauntings of Bobby Mackey's music world. I can't wait. Tell me more. Nah, I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> so except for the end, the end part of like with my story. uh, Yeah, it's fine. I don't want to relive it, but like, it's all good. It's fine. It's <laughs> worth it for the podcast. <laughs> So, we are going to explore the very tiny town of Wilder, Kentucky today. Uh, Specifically, we are going to be discussing the slaughterhouse turned mob club turned country music bar. (laughs) Yes, you heard that right. So, for those of you who watch Ghost Adventures, you will know that Bobby Mackey's is actually the site of the first ever episode of Ghost Adventures. And then they went back like... A couple years ago to like nostalgia relive, whatever, capitalize on Zach Bagans voice. Anyways, so if you have seen that episode, like some of this episode might be kind of repetitive because like many sources, including the official tour, tell you the same information. But I promise that my own experiences during my ghost hunting session will make this episode worth it. So don't tune out. All right. So the first thing we need to talk about is the building itself. Uh, Bobby Mackey's sits just outside of Newport, Kentucky city limits. Behind it is the Licking
0: River. The Licking River? Licking River. Do, do we lick it? They, no, does it lick us? No,
1: no, Erica, listen. It's like the Wabash. You don't do shit with the Licking River. It's icky. Lick. Okay, got it. You leave the Licking River alone. You
0: leave that mother alone, gang. Okay?
1: You, you give that bitch a wide berth when you're going near it. Got, got it, <laughs> So the building uh, sits on a hill. So when you park in the parking lot, you can see the entrance to the infamous basement. <gasps> I Should I post the picture of when we were going and I took a picture of the side of the building and said, can't talk right now doing spooky shit? Yeah. Okay, I'll post that picture because it's pretty fucking funny. It made me laugh. I thought it was funny. (laughs) I had a bunch of people message me and be like, you're fucking stupid. But (laughs) all right, I "I don't give a shit. I'm going ghost hunting. And then (laughs) I was no longer excited, but it's okay. Um, So on the inside of the building are like, there are so many fucking rooms inside this building, but I'm not going to talk about every single one of them because Jesus Christ, Right. So there are the bull riding slash pool table room. Which Erica, if you watch the TFIL video of um, of them going to Bobby Mackey's, I think the only one that I recognized in there, Elton, obviously, but Corey, I think, was there. They went and they actually got to ride the bull. Oh, nice. So uh, that's just just fun little tidbit. So the bull riding pool table room, the main stage room, and the bar area. So these are the like hotspot areas that were discussed during my tour. And then of course there's the basement, which we will get to it because fuck. So the building was built as a slaughterhouse in 1850, and this slaughterhouse and meat packing facility was supposed to serve uh, northwestern Kentucky along with Cincinnati, Ohio, which is literally just over the Ohio River. For reference, my husband and I stayed in an Airbnb in the middle of Cincinnati, and Bobby Mackey's was a 10-minute drive from us. That's how close it is to Cincinnati. Oh, dang. Anyways, yeah, it was ridiculous. I was like, that's what – so the story of how this happened – Listeners, Erica, you probably know this, but listeners don't. So the story of how this happened, Dylan and I, my husband, we usually go on a vacation to Gatlinburg, Tennessee for our anniversary. But last year, we decided to just take a short weekend trip because we had just adopted a puppy and she was a (laughs) shithead. So we decided to not impose our demonic puppy onto his parents um, and instead just made my little sister watch her (laughs) (laughs) for a couple of days. And we went to Cincinnati while I was looking at like shit to do in Cincinnati, Cincinnati, while we were there, I was like, Oh, Bobby Mackey's. I wonder how far that is from our Airbnb. I said 10 minutes. And I said, Dylan, do you want to (laughs) go ghost hunting? (laughs) Sarcastically, because he's super not into spooky shit, but he literally looked at me and he goes, yeah. Okay. And I was like, wait for real. And I fucking booked that shit faster than he could say no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. We are going, you fucking said, we're going ghost hunting. So right. that's how that happened. Anyways. So in the basement of the slaughterhouse facility, as it was built for, um, a well was dug to be used for disposal of the blood guts and waste from the animals that were being slaughtered.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, this is why we stay away from the Licking River. Mm, mm-hmm. This well emptied out into the Licking River behind the building. No. Uh, yeah, no. Ick, why? Bleh, bleh. Uh, well, where the fuck else are they going to put it in the 1850s? Mm-hmm. So this this well is now, by Zach Bagans, referred to as the portal to hell. First Zach Bagan's voice of many to come this season. (laughs)
0: That was good. That was good.
1: So it is thought that when the slaughterhouse closed in the 1890s, that uh, satanic cult activity took place around the well in this basement. Because why not? Solid. Quote, animals and possibly humans were being slaughtered here for ritualistic purposes during secret meetings. Unquote. I've said it once. I will say it a thousand fucking times. Satanists do not sacrifice animals or humans. They're not bad people. Fuck I off with that mentality. People. God damn, look just if you really think that Satanists are like bad people, I just want you to look up the ten principles I can't think of the actual word ten tenements, whatever of Satanism. They're like, be kind, don't harm people. don't harm animals. Don't fuck around and find out. Like, they're they're good people. Okay. Anyway, so, a lot of tangents in this episode. I'm so sorry. Okay. So, now we're going to get a little bit dark. In 1896, so while the building was still abandoned, the headless body of 22-year-old Pearl Bryan was discovered in a field two miles from what used to be the slaughterhouse. Um, I feel like I said that very casually, but she was decapitated. So... Pearl actually grew up in Greencastle, Indiana, and was the daughter of a well-known farmer in the Greencastle area, so she fell in love with a man, mistake number one, named Scott Jackson. Scott Jackson. The uh, wine and crime podcast gals always say, never meet a man, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I think that is hella applicable in this story. (laughs) Because Pearl fucked up by meeting a man. <laughs> so, Pearl is in love with Scott. Scott was attending the Ohio College of Dental Surgery. Um, Mistake number two, Pearl. Never meet a dentist. Yes. I regret nothing. Pearl ended up getting pregnant. She fell pregnant, of course, because oh. it's fucking 1890s. Who doesn't? There's no such thing as condoms or birth control. So... Scott convinced her to go to Cincinnati to get an abortion. Oh. Uh, The trick was that Scott and his friend Alonzo Walling were going to do the abortion. Oh. Scott was a fucking dentist. Not even. He was a dental student. He had no fucking right to go poking around Pearl's uterus. (laughs) Sir. Your dental degree. Fuck off. So the abortion went fucking terribly wrong. And Pearl died because Scott was a dentist and Alonzo was his fucking roommate. Neither of them were medical doctors. Leave the woman's uterus alone. Jesus Christ. So now they had a problem on their hands in the form of Pearl's fucking corpse. (laughs) So they decided to decapitate her and presumably... Uh, or sorry, they decided to decapitate her, presumably to prevent identification, because what? they don't
0: have the the head. How the fuck are you going to identify the body? Listen, you know what's kind of sad about that statement? There's yes. he was a dental a dental student. He could have just removed the teeth. <laughs> they could have. Oh, that's fucked up. That they is fucked up. They could have used her as practice. <laughs>
1: oh, oh R.I.P. Pearl. I'm so sorry. Fuck. That's really fucked up that's really messed up okay oh uh, you're not wrong though yeah so uh jokes on them they left her uh, custom made shoes on which had a tag from green castle indiana oh. so pearl was quickly identified well <laughs> even
0: I'm without glad about her head <laughs>
1: So Scott and Alonzo were promptly arrested, charged, and convicted of first-degree murder, and then they were hanged on March 20th, 1897. Ooh. So they barely made it a fucking year. Um, <laughs> That's what this, yeah, fuck, fucking stop it, you fucking dental students. Who do you think you are? You're not medical doctors. Leave her alone. Yeah. Maybe if you don't want a girl to get pregnant, don't have sex. Ugh. Yeah. Idiot. Ooh, in the 1890s. Ew, yeah, ew, sex. What the ew gross. I'm a virgin. God. (laughs) So this this was actually quite brutal though, they're they're hanging, because they both survived the initial drop (gasps) that was supposed to snap their necks and kill them. So they just hung there until they were strangled to death. Wow, karma really said you thought (laughs) Yeah, karma really is. She, yeah, she's a bitch, <laughs> man. Um, the good news or the bad news, however you want to look at it. Those gallows were torn down pretty quickly after, after um, Alonzo and Scott were hanged. <laughs> so uh, Pearl's head was never discovered. So oh. it is. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: sad. Um, so it is thought that the men disposed of it through the well in the old slaughterhouse. Where it flowed into the licking river and never was seen again. So all right. Because of this theory specifically, it is believed that Pearl now haunts the slaughterhouse turned country music bar. I mean I would. It's fucking same. I would also if those two got away with it, I would have haunted the shit out of them. Oh yeah, for sure. No
0: way you're getting away with that. Shit, I'd haunt their with ghosts, Steven. Fuck
1: them. <laughs> haunt, haunt their uh, their graves if they had one. I yeah. don't know what they did, How uh, what disposal of convicted felons' bodies looked like in the 1890s, but I would presume that they were just tossed into a mass grave or maybe burned on a pyre. Of what? I don't know. A pyre like a they do in pyre. Game of Thrones? How far did you watch into Game of Thrones?
0: Um, I'm still season one.
1: Did you see Caldrogo die? Who's that? <laughs> Jason Momoa? No, well,
0: it's no secret. He dies <laughs> no, it's okay i I know a lot of spoilers in Game of Thrones anyway, so I'm well, not too mad about it. So a pyre is like they build
1: like a like a wooden thing that you put like a wooden platform. That's what it's called. And mm-hmm. you put the body on it, and then you set the wood on fire, and it burns the body, and it's like basically oh, cremation. Oh, yeah, oh,
0: like, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, didn't they do that in um, the new one? What What was the new one? What's not Game of Thrones? House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. You watch? Did you watch? Yeah, that they one? did. Literally did they episode too? one. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Literally episode one. Because yeah, that's, that's a- what. That's what made me want to like watch more into uh, Game of Thrones was Yeah, dude. House of the, of the Dragon. Dragon was so I got, fucking yeah, good. Yeah, dude. I really <laughs> Matt Smith Damon. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, okay, listen. I, I am down. I am not physically attracted to Matt Smith, but Damon! Yes! Damon Targaryen? Yes! Oh Same bitch! <laughs> yeah! Okay, but listen, I feel the same about fucking Henry Cavill. I don't think Henry Cavill Cavill is attractive. But as fucking Geralt of Rivia,
0: the Witcher, Mm -hmm. he is so hot. He's so hot. But I also, I am very attracted to that man in real life. I watched him build a PC once. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's, honestly, you want to know what I think it is? What?
1: The Platinum Blonde.
0: No, the
1: platinum blonde, because like, um, I know guys with platinum blonde hair are pretty because people with platinum blonde hair, like Daenerys from Game of Thrones. The things I would let that woman do to me. Oh, I am straight. I am straight. (laughs) But fucking Daenerys Targaryen can do whatever she wants to me. She could like literally light me on fire with her fucking dragons and I would let her.
0: And and i love I that one
1: i love her as i'm sitting underneath my fucking targaryen um um banner nice <laughs> in my game of thrones obsessed fucking room it's love. fine anyways sorry that jesus god tangents okay sorry. it's okay it's okay <laughs> okay yeah haunting that's what we were talking about yes. okay So, apparently, the original slaughterhouse was demolished in the early 1900s, which I had actually never heard before. Like, they didn't even mention that on my tour. But all the research said it was, and even the Bobby Mackey's, like, website thing did. So, whatever. Um, So, then, in the 1920s, a roadhouse was built that served as a casino, nightclub, and a speakeasy during Prohibition. So that's fun. I want to go to a Mm -hmm. fucking speakeasy. They still exist today. Same. I just want to go. So in 1933, a man named E.A. Brady bought the building and called it the Primrose, which I kind of love. The success of his casino caught the attention of none other than the fucking mafia. (laughs)
0: Ooh, lovely.
1: Yeah. So Brady refused to sell. And this escalated into him drawing a gun on a man named Albert Red Masterson, who um, was a mobster. (laughs) And Brady was charged with attempted murder and therefore left the casino business, which came under the thumb of the mafia because they wanted it so bad. So the building was then renamed the Latin Quarter. And in the 1950s, a young dance hall girl named Johanna who was the then-owner's daughter, also fell pregnant with singer Robert Randall's baby. Um, Yeah, so many fallen pregnant women. Um, So, Johanna had intended on running away with Randall, but her mobster father fucking forbade it, because duh. Um, And her father used his connections to have Randall murdered. (laughs) So, Johanna decided to seek revenge on her father and she poisoned him before taking her own life in the basement of the building. (laughs) So, that is like the basement, like she killed herself in the basement of the building is what I found in my research. But on my tour, the guide actually said that it's thought that she killed herself or she hanged herself in the attic of the building which is now blocked by a very large like industrial sized air conditioning unit but Mm -hmm. footsteps are still heard in that main bar area underneath that attic even though it is completely inaccessible so also in the basement are a couple of small rooms that are believed to be used as uh dressing rooms for the dance hall girls Mm. Johanna was known to wear rose-scented perfume a lot. So, in the one, the one of those small rooms that is thought to be Johanna's dressing room, uh, you can sometimes smell her rose-scented perfume.
0: Oh.
1: I did not. Um, no, I did not smell that when we went. Uh, but I was also <laughs> relatively freaked out by that point, so I wasn't necessarily sniffing the air for rose-scented perfume. <laughs> so. In the basement, right next to the portal to hell, is a staircase that leads to nowhere. Um, If it weren't closed off, it would lead to the hallway by the bathrooms. Um, But again, it is completely blocked off. There is literally no way to access it from the upstairs. Um, Across from the well is a small closet, now without a door. But people speculate that the people who owed the mob money from the casino would be locked in that closet and tortured for hours or days. Oh. This closet will come back in my own story. Oh, okay. In 1978, a young country singer named Bobby Mackey bought the building and turned it into a music hall and bar. Uh, Mackey is skeptical of the paranormal side of it, but there have been things that have shaken him. For instance, there is a very narrow staircase behind Bobby Mackey's office area that leads to the caretaker's quarters. Um, We'll talk about the caretaker in a little bit. When Mackey's wife, Janet, was pregnant, she was pushed down these stairs by no one. Luckily, she and the baby were okay. Like, thank God. But it is thought that because she was pregnant, this was the angry spirit of Alonzo Walling the man who helped murder Pearl. Oh, Oh God. Uh, yeah. Janet never set foot in the club ever again. Don't blame her. And she unfortunately passed away in 2009. Oh, so another time that shook Mackie's, uh, skepticism. I did not spell skepticism, right? I spelled it. skepticism. (laughs) Anyways, another time that shook Mackie's skepticism is the fucking exorcism of the building's caretaker, Carl Lawson. So Carl was the caretaker. He lived in the apartment above the office area where like the stairs that Janet was pushed down lead up to. Okay. So um, Carl says that he was possessed by the demonic spirits that resided in the building. The exorcism was recorded and I got to watch and hear some of it, but I can't for some reason remember if it was on the tour or if it was in the tfil video i actually think it was in the tfil video that this is in which that would be helpful because then you guys can all go watch it but in the video of this um exorcism you can visibly see the changes in carl's demeanor and you can hear his voice change as the minister performs the fucking exorcism it is insane so at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned, which feels like it was a bajillion years ago. Um, I mentioned that the bull riding slash pool table room and how it was a hot spot. Well, during my tour of Bobby Mackey's, the guide said that she and many other people who have been in that room have seen a large, dark figure crouching in the corner behind one of the pool tables. <sighs> mm. When approaching that area, equipment would go Wild. So EMF detectors are the little box thingies that have, like, the five or six, uh, like, light bulbs. that go from green to red to orange.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, they pick up on – I can't remember if it's, like, energy or, um, um, like, frequencies. I think it might just be frequencies. I think that's what the F stands for. Anyway, so it – the like, higher the frequency or whatever, it – the, like, further – the more it lights up. So, like, if it's, like, really fucking intense, it will light up bright-ass orange. Or, nope, I like red. Bright red. So it goes from green to orange to red. So EMF detectors in this area of the the, um, bull riding room would light up like a Christmas tree, like, go all the way up. Okay, Okay, so the spirit box, which is the one that picks up on um, radio wave frequencies, and, like, it's thought that the spirits can speak through it, um, by pulling different words or sentences, phrases or whatever from different radio stations to form sentences or whatever. Um, so it's all. It's also the one that goes really fucking loud and it's really oh, yeah. obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so the spirit box in that area would go fucking wild too. So that is the... <laughs> That is the, like, known hauntings and the history of the building. And now we are going to talk about my story. <sighs> okay. Oh, I already I already explained the background. So I'm not sure if uh, listeners remember me saying that I had never had a paranormal experience before in our first Halloween special. Uh, and this tour is the moment that that changed. I had never had a single paranormal experience until I walked into Bobby Mackey's Music World in wilder fucking Kentucky. I will never return (laughs) for reasons that will become clear. I'm not Zach Bagans. I'm not being paid to go in and um, antagonize ghosts. So I will not be going back. So we show up for our tour and all is good. We walk around and listen to the history of the building. And then we are sat in the main area of the bar listening to the sad story of Carl Lawson who, like, his family didn't really want him around and um, he, like, he just had a really, really, like, terrible, sad life. And while we're hearing this story, a wave of deep, deep sadness just passes over me and you know, I, I brushed it off because, like, I, as an empath, I do feel others' emotions pretty deeply. But, like, it didn't feel like my sadness. It felt like someone else's. Does that make sense? hmm So then um, one of the other people that were on our tour, we were allowed to bring our own equipment. And so this pe- this group of people had brought their own equipment and they had an SLS camera. And for those who don't know, this is a camera that picks up heat signatures and makes little, like, stick figures to show a possible, like, presence. So no one is out in the... Okay, so in the main bar, like, stage area, there is a... Um, the stage, the little room with all the tables and chairs. And then at the very, very back, there's, like, a little... Uh, landing that you step up a couple of steps and there's more tables and chairs so we are standing in this little landing there's a railing there's no one out in the main on the main floor area but while they are messing with their sls camera a fucking person standing in the middle of the dance floor moving almost as if they were dancing pops up on the sls camera oh gosh it was really spooky But it was so cool. I have never, like, I've never seen an SLS camera in real life. So it was, it was wild. So we're moving on to the next area into, like, the big main dance floor seating area. And as Dylan and I walk through the spot where the SLS camera showed the figure, ice fucking cold. Like, the most intense cold spot I've ever felt in my life. And... I asked Dylan if he felt it, too, just to make sure I wasn't, like, placebo affecting myself, and he said yes, so I backed up to Zach Bagans debunk it, (laughs) and there were no, there were no vents, there was no, um, no explanation for why there would be a cold spot in that area, and when I had backed up to see if I could feel it again, there was nothing, so it was gone. Mm Mm-hmm. So pretty much for the rest of the um, tour, almost nothing else happens in the rest of the building except for the EMF detector, the one with the lights going a little crazy by the pool table. It was cool, but not super spooky. Um, Even in Carl's apartment upstairs, it didn't feel like heavy or spooky or anything. Uh, Honestly, it felt almost like calming up there, which was weird given all of the circumstances surrounding Carl. But I do think that, like, he really cared for that building. And I think that that apartment was his, like, respite. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> so moving on to the basement. And this is where sh- 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 started to get real spooky. Spooky, spooky. I just had a stroke. It's fine. This is where shit started to get real spooky. So um, this is not going to be a time for skeptics. Uh, If you truly don't believe in the paranormal, you are going to think that the rest of this episode is bullshit, and that's okay. I know what I experienced, and everyone on the tour heard what I am about to tell you. I also recorded, like, audio recorded the tour, but you can't... I listened to it over and over and over again. It's also, like, a two-hour long recording. I'm not going to post it, but um, yeah. So... Do you remember the closet and the staircase to nowhere by the portal to hell? Mm Mm-hmm. So while we were down there, mind you, it's like 10 o'clock at night, completely pitch fucking black. We're in this spooky ass room. Basement. So while we're down there, the tour guide is telling us about the way that the mob used that room. And we heard pretty loud footsteps coming from above us. We were the only ones in the building and we watched the guide lock the building's doors when we came down to the basement. Cause you have to go outside around mm-hmm. to get to the basement. There was no one in the building and we heard footsteps. Mm-mm. That's not even the wildest part. So then the tour guide stuck one of the people on the tour in the fucking closet where they used to torture people. Say that again. Uh huh. She took one of the people on the tour And stuck her in the fucking closet. No. Yeah. Where they used to torture people. So uh, she then turned on the spirit box. And that's the one that goes whatever. Mm. Um, So let's pretend that the girl that got put in the torture chamber's name was Georgia. Okay. So after asking a few questions and not getting much out of the spirit box, um, we were getting like literally getting ready to leave the room. And then the fucking spirit box said Georgia's name. Shut up. It either said George or Georgia, but either way, Georgia, she said, did that thing just, she was like from Kentucky. So she had a really thick (laughs) Southern accent. She goes, did that thing just say my name? (laughs) She goes, uh, uh, no, I'm out. I'm out. And she stood up and walked out. We left, we left that room. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. It was fucking creepy. Me too, Georgia. Mm-mm. It was ridiculous. So, the final room of the tour was called Oh my god. Whew, was called the room of faces. Um, Ew. because Yeah, because there are stains on the concrete walls that look like faces. Oh, what the fuck?
0: Sorry. That was weird. I don't like what just happened. What just happened? Like, I'm Facing the computer, and like, there was like a flash. (laughs) Erica, I am getting
1: the worst full body chills right now. Like, they keep keep happening, like, over and over and over again.
0: I don't like it, Caitlin. All right.
1: Um, I need to sage my house after every episode.
0: Anyway. That was just really weird. I don't... It was, like... It was just, like, really bright. Like, I would have thought someone, like, almost took a picture, like, with their bright on behind me. Oh, my fucking God. Anyway. Okay, well, at least this is on
1: recording, so if you die, I'll be able to provide some um, evidence.
0: (sighs) Thank you. Too bad we don't don't have our cameras on. Right? (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay, so... In this room of faces is a couple of chairs... Um, I think a booth like from a restaurant and on the other end of the room, it's a pretty large room. I'd say it's probably 30 or 40 feet long and like standard 16 feet wide. Mm -hmm. But on, so on one side of the room is the booth and like the table and uh, like a coffee table and some chairs. And then on the other end is a floor to ceiling chain link fence. With a gate in the middle. Ew. Hanging off of this chain link fence are stuffed bears. And on the other side of the fence are balls and various children's toys. I don't like it. The tour guide said that people often bring toys as an offering to the child spirits that inhabit the building. Here's the thing. Demons often disguise themselves as children to make you feel more at ease right they are not children they're demons
0: which i really don't get that because i'm not gonna lie to you i think a child ghost is much more scary than an adult ghost.
1: fucking same there's like like either a little child ghost or an old woman ghost. They are the fucking oh God, yeah.
0: worst.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And I got an old lady ghost, all right?
1: No! Okay, well, old lady ghosts, I feel like, can either be sweet or, like, real bitches. <laughs> you know what I mean? hmm It's either one or the
0: other. And There's you know no in between. And you know what's worse? You want to know what her name is? Isn't it Lorraine? Yeah, it's Lorraine. Lorraine. Oh. <gasps>
1: You better, you better tell Lorraine to leave you alone this season. Oh, Lorraine,
0: listen, homegirl. <laughs> Could you, we're going to talk a lot, a lot about, little, a lot of bit about spook spooks. All right. Don't be getting any ideas.
1: <laughs> She's just like fucking sitting, sitting in midair, legs crossed, notebook in hand, taking notes on what kind of hauntings to do. It's fine.
0: Right. So, I ain't never heard about this before.
1: (laughs) I'm stalling. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, we are in this room of faces, and the guide tells us about the history of it and how the building is probably leaky, which led to the odd-shaped stains on the walls. Uh, Then she turns off the lights, turns on her little EVP recorder thing, um, and the EMF detector, the one with the lights. Hmm. So, we start to do an EVP session. Um, This basically consists of us, mainly the tour guide, asking the spirits questions. And then you can go back and listen to the recordings to see if the recorder picked anything up. Which was the point in me using my phone to record the whole tour. Hmm. But, um, unfortunately, I I didn't hear anything. It was also like, my phone is not a very good recorder. So right whatever so all of us on the tour are being extremely quiet while the guide asks questions uh i'm standing between the table that the recorder is on and the tour guide is like behind and to the right of me probably about six or seven feet away um i'm holding dylan's hand because i'm fucking scared duh and uh this room I can't explain it. This room had the worst fucking vibe of like any room I've ever walked in. And I lived with a narcissist for the first 14 years of my life. And I have never felt more tense and terrified. The guide is asking question after question and absolutely nothing is happening. No footsteps, no breathing, no creaking, fucking child giggles, no growls. Absolutely nothing is happening. It is just the guide asking questions and then silence. So the tour guide starts to get audibly agitated. She says, come on, say something. Some of these people have traveled a long way to speak to you. And then she says the words that you never, ever, 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 ever say, while ghost hunting. She said, Use our energy if you need to. I know I signed a waiver.
0: I know I signed a waiver.
1: But I don't think that waiver stated, You give consent for any spirits or demonic forces to use your energy. And not even 30 fucking seconds after she says this, I feel a... Presence, physically, enter my body, hang around for like 10 to 15 seconds, and then leave. For me, this felt like whole body chills
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and an extreme feeling of terror. Uh, I have talked before on the podcast about, you know, um, crystals and my witchy shit. Uh, For me, energy is very uh, tingly and like it feels very much like chills, like getting chills. Mm -hmm. And so it's not it wasn't cold. It was literally like June 20th when we were down there. It was not cold in that basement. It couldn't have been a cold chill. My body tensed up and I froze. I only know this because Dylan looked at me and began asking if I was okay. I couldn't answer him or even turn my head to look at him, but I could hear him. Mm -hmm. In fact, I could hear and register everything that was going on. Uh, I heard the tour guide continue to ask questions in a frustrated tone. I heard her finally like give up. And then once the presence moved on, from my body, I started sobbing. When I tell you that I have never felt that amount of terror in my whole life, I can't explain it. I didn't hear, like, voices saying anything to me or, like, anything that you hear from certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely felt like I was in danger at that moment. Like, whatever it was didn't want me there. Uh, I've been, like I said, I've been pretty open uh, on the podcast about my spirituality and I had taken a couple of protection crystals with me on this trip specifically because I was worried about something latching onto me or my husband. And I do give my crystals all of the credit for protecting me in that moment. I think that if I hadn't had those crystals on me, I would be telling you a much different story. Right. Right. So the tour guide heard Dylan asking me if I was okay and asked me, she then asked me if I wanted her to turn on the lights to which my stupid ass said no, because then people will see me crying. (laughs) I didn't want to like draw attention to myself, but at the same point, it wasn't the darkness that scared me. Like I it's, I'm not afraid of the dark. Like, No, don't turn the lights on. People are going to see that I'm a little bitch and I'm crying. (laughs) Right. So uh, anyways, then we went out and um, explored the dressing rooms, which is why I didn't notice the rose scented perfume yet or Mm -hmm. at all, because I was a little distracted. Uh, (laughs) But then the tour was over and I was left to, you know, my own feelings of terror (laughs) And I got what I wanted, uh, a fucking paranormal experience. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. (laughs) Two things, two things here. One, be careful what you wish for. Two, do not ever consent to give your energy to spirits. That is so fucking dangerous. Just a wee bit. Uh huh? Anyways, that's Bobby Mackey's Music World, a place I will never be returning to. Thank you and good night. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to like this season very much. I think it's going to spook me out. I'm glad that I have moved my office from my own creepy basement to my upstairs. Nice. (laughs) Oh, God. Yikes. That was terrifying. Well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed my uh, ultra spooky tale. I will never tell it again. (laughs) I
0: will never tell it
1: again. Oh, what do you think, Erica? Will you go to Bobby Mackey's?
0: Yeah. I would love to experience, like, I would love to go and explore that and maybe see if I could have a little spook spook experience.
1: I would like for someone else to go and have a spook spook experience so that my spook spook experience is validated. (laughs) Because, like, what, what the fuck? Why did, like, why did whatever it was choose me of all the, like, 10 to 12 people that were standing around in that room? Why did it pick me? Right. Is it because I have crippling anxiety and horrific childhood trauma? I mean, maybe. Am I just the most vulnerable? Mm? Rude. Fucking rude.
0: (laughs) Rude.
1: I don't like it. Anyways, if you do go to Bobby Mackey's, you be sure to, like, uh, FaceTime me or something. I will go with you. I will go with you. But I definitely want to know what your, like, the general, like, vibes. Because I feel like you are really, really sensitive to energies and vibes. And I need to know what you think about the room of faces. And specifically that fucking torture chamber closet. I need to oh, know.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll put that on my bucket list.
1: It's not, I mean, the tour wasn't really that expensive. It was only, like, $35 a person. Yeah, that's but... not bad. Uh, and there's so much shit to do in Cincinnati, anyways, that you could just make a weekend out of it. <laughs> true, true. Like I did for my like anniversary. It. Happy anniversary. <laughs> you got fucking
0: ran through by a ghost. <laughs> Congratulations. Congrats. Congratulations. Congrats.
1: Congratulations. You done it. Fuck. Okay, well, this has been an hour long episode with a trehillion fucking, uh, tangents so anyways i have to future
0: caitlin yeah
1: thanks (laughs) i have to speak to my therapist tonight about fucking my trauma so that maybe next time i go somewhere a ghost doesn't possess my body for 15 seconds and then abandon me like (laughs) everyone else (laughs) i really don't have abandonment issues that was just a funny joke (laughs) that wasn't good that was good Oh, sometimes I can be funny, but only when it comes to trauma. Same. I don't necessarily think my my therapist appreciates my traumatic or my comedic responses to my trauma, but it's fine. It's fine. Okay, listeners. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode one of this season. I am so fucking excited to continue this season. I'm also a little terrified, but it's going to be great. Right? Yeah. It's going to be... Great. I'm going to cleanse this room. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye forever. Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at MysteriousishPod at gmail.com or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe